Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about season 10, episode 8, called Hibbing 911. I just want to say real quickly, I actually adore this episode. I like this episode, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I was, I was uh, sort of binging episodes and this one came up and I was like, yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> okay, so we start out uh, in Hibbing, Minnesota. We're in a dark alleyway. Uh, there's a teenage boy spray painting smiley face tags on a wall. Uh, we see that his belt buckle um, has the same smiley face uh, kind of symbol, whatever, on it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really. Thing, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, he hears a noise behind him, so he looks around, but he doesn't see anything. So he continues spray painting. Uh, a shadowy figure appears behind him and attacks him. Uh, the kid is screaming, but we don't really see what's happening. And then blood splatter sprays onto um, the smiley face tag, uh, which makes the stencil fall off the wall and leaves kind of a drippy smiley face in blood. Which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, that was kind of a fun effect. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Okay. Uh, and then opening title sequence. So we cut to outside a lodge that has a sign for a sheriff's retreat on it um sheriff jody mills is about to go inside uh, she is so thrilled to be there I was gonna say, she does not look excited <laughs> she sighs and says to herself you can get through this <laughs> uh, she rolls her suitcase behind her but the handle breaks off uh, then a homeless looking teenage girl walks over to her um uh, and she's got a cup for money sorry my notes are crazy right here uh jody says to her how old are you the homeless girl says, 19. So Jody puts some cash in her cup and says, get yourself some lunch. Um, so Jody goes inside the lodge and at the welcoming table is Sheriff Donna, which hey. she, the last time we saw her was the fish taco episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love these two women together. They're great. I mean, in the show, but also real life is even more great. So yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Donna says to another sheriff, thanks a lot for coming. Yep. Thanks. Here you go. Have fun. Donna turns to Jody and says, hi. Hiya. Yeah. Welcome. Come on, sheriff. Sheriff Jody Mills, Sioux Falls. Okay. I'm Sheriff Donna Hanscom. I work out of Stillwater, but I grew up here. See so if I have any questions, you know, best burgers, cheapest gas, just ask. Jody is overwhelmed with this and has no words. So... <laughs> Donna says, you're a lot. <laughs> yeah. Jody says, no, no, no. Sorry. Donna says to her, what's wrong? Left your smile back in Sioux Falls? Jody says, I left a kid back in Sioux Falls, plus a pile of work. But when the mayor insists you go, Donna says, you got to go. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Here, have a sucker. <laughs> Jody says, no, like, thank you. <laughs> Jody says, no, thank you. Uh, but Donna keeps like pushing the sucker closer and closer to Jody's face. So Jody says, okay. And then she takes the sucker. I guess I'm uh, having a sucker. <laughs> no. uh, another sheriff named Doug joins them. Doug says, Donna. Donna says, Doug. Doug says, well, aren't you good looking, huh? Donna says, I lost six pounds. Doug says, hey, you're a quarter of the way there. 
Doug's um, a dick. I just like to say. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, oh. Rat bastard. Yeah. Uh, Jody looks serious about this. Donna looks kind of hurt. Doug says, hey, you uh, you think you could toss me a couple extra meal vouchers? I mean, since you won't be using them. You um, mother trucker. I'd kick him in the kneecaps. I would too. Rip him right off. Uh, so Donna hands him some meal vouchers. And Doug says, oh, you are true blue as ever, Donna, huh? And then he walks away with a handful of suckers. Donna says to Jody, Doug and I used to be married. And she starts to walk away and Donna says, have fun. Yeah. So we cut to the bunker. Sam walks into the library carrying his laptop. Dean is already sitting at the table surrounded by books and papers. Sam says, hey, we good? Dean says, aces. Yeah. I love the smell of parchment in the morning. Sam says, I mean, how much lore is even left? We've got nothing on the mark. Dean says, right? You think these eggheads with all the crap they amassed over the years would have actually collected something important? <laughs> he picks up a collection of papers and reads the title. Uh, he says, uh, here, he wolf, she wolf, a study in werewolf transgenderism. <laughs> Pages, volume one, but uh, not something important. Like, I don't know, maybe the oldest symbol known to man. That's not worth our time. It's not weird enough. So we cut back to the sheriff's conference. Uh, sheriff Len Cuse is standing at a podium talking to a room full of sheriffs. He looks really distracted. He says, uh, good morning. Uh, excuse me, if I could get you all seated, please. Uh, good morning. I'm uh, Sheriff Len Cuse, uh, Hibbing PD. I'd like to say first off, uh, what an honor it is to have you all here in Hibbing this year. It's a uh, uh, but just then, his cell phone rings, uh, and his notification sound is a police siren. <laughs> Weird, but okay. I mean, uh, you do. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I get it, but like, isn't that confusing? <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he uh, like struggles to quickly turn his sound off on his phone. He says, "Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, folks. Sorry about that. Uh, I was uh, oh right, right." Uh, seeing how this is, uh, my first time hosting one of these things, one of the sheriffs in the audience yells, obviously. Don't Lynn, be a dick. I know, right? Come on. Lynn says, I thought I'd try something new. Uh, partners, find an officer from 50 miles outside of where you hail from and be a team this weekend. Go on and, uh, make a friend. <laughs> Uh, Jody, who is on her phone at the back of the conference room, says into the phone, Alex, I know you'll be okay. You are totally capable of not throwing a kegger while I'm gone. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love how they're having this discussion too. Of like, Jody's like, don't do it. She's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but I might, I might do it. <laughs> uh, uh Jody says, my faith in you astounds me too. I'll call you later. <laughs> Jody turns around, looks at the group, and then turns back around to leave, but runs right into Donna. Jody says, oh. Donna says, hiya. Jody says, hi. Donna says, looks like you didn't get a partner. Jody says, looks like. Donna says, well, you got one now. <laughs> so we cut to a short time later in the lodge. Uh, Donna, Jody, Sheriff, and Sheriff Kevin, I don't really remember Sheriff Kevin, but apparently he's there. <laughs> I there. think is it the 
Um, it's not like the deputy with Sheriff Cues. It's not that guy. No, I know the um. No, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, a sheriff named Kevin are looking at an events board for the retreat. Donna says, "Hey, Kevin." Kevin says, "Hey, Donna." Donna says, "Okay, what do we got?" Uh, she reads from the board: "Cops versus Winter. The snow must go on." <laughs> establishing a canine unit okay oh preparing for a riot why not try it why not i don't know <laughs> donna is great i just love her i know <laughs> um, kevin says hey donna donna says yeah kevin says hear about the body donna says what body jody says yeah what body she introduces herself to kevin and says sheriff jody mills kevin says Trashman found it behind the hardware store this morning eaten Donna says, eaten how? Kevin says, like nothing left but the peach pit, you know? Jody says, any idea what did it? Kevin says, uh, coroner saying animals out of the woods, bobcats and whatnot. No wonder Sheriff Hughes was so out of sorts back there. Got this whole mess to deal with. Jody says, attacks like this common for the area? Donna says, heck no. When I lived here, we kept our critters in check. <laughs> and she's like patting her little gun belt like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <those buggers. laughs> so great uh she turns back to kevin and asks did it leave any tracks you know any hairs kevin says not even a claw mark on the body jody says i'll be right back and she walks away donna says yeah okay save you a seat jodes <laughs> so we cut to the bunker uh sam's phone rings he looks at the caller id and says no way hey jody how's it going Jody on the phone says, oh, you know, having the time of my life at a sheriff's retreat in Hibbing. Sam says, wow, sounds like a blast. Dean waves at the phone and Sam says, uh, Dean says, hi. Jody says, you found him? Thanks for telling me. Sam says, yeah, uh, right. Sorry about that. Okay. He apparently needs to make like an update on Dean newsletter or something. Well, I mean, to be fair, the last time I think they talked to him, he was like, missing or something like that like well, I'm sure, yeah when dean was missing because he was a demon i sam probably reached out to literally every person he knew yeah you know i mean at that point you try anything right yeah so, uh, so it, it seems like maybe you should tell people that it's fine now yeah like hey you can stop looking for him yeah, right, back yeah. for a while you know like, yeah yeah so um <clears throat> uh jody says how's he doing sam says good good yeah you know uh, you know, hold on a sec. I'm gonna put you on speaker. So he does. Dean says, hey, Jody, how's Alex holding up? Jody says, awesome. Already head of the cheerleading squad. Sam says, wow, really? <laughs> Jody says, no, Sam, she smokes grass under the bleachers. She's like, sarcasm, man, sarcasm. <laughs> Jody says, but at least she's not luring men to their deaths. Sam says, right. Jody says, listen, this may not be your kind of thing, but a body was found here this morning and something has gone to, wait, does that make sense? Something has gone to town chewing on it. No, something has gone to chow town on it. There we go. I, <laughs> I mean, it all kind of means the same thing. But... <laughs> uh, Sam said, oh, wait, wait, wait. Sam says, uh, was the throat ripped out? Jody says, worse. I'm hearing that all the flesh has been eaten down to the bones. Any ideas? Dean says, well, it's not a vampire. Sam says, yeah, I don't know, Jody. I got nothing. Dean says, Jody, uh, we could head that way. Wouldn't be any trouble at all. Jody says, nah, it's okay. I can handle it. I promise I'll call if it gets to be something I can't. Sam says, all right, well, uh, 
enjoy the retreat. Jody says, screw you, Winchester. Not a freaking chance. <laughs> Pam says, talk soon. And Jody hangs up. Dean says, I'm going to swallow a bag of knives if I got to keep looking at this stuff. Let's. Sam says, Jody says she was on top of it, Dean. Dean says, uh-huh. And he looks at all the books around him. And Sam finally says, all right, let's take a drive. So we cut to the coroner's office in Hibbing. Jody, uh, introducing herself to the coroner, says, hey, I'm Sheriff Jody Mills. I want to take a look at the body they brought in this morning. Uh, Dr. Shelley Pearson, the coroner, says, sure. As soon as you become a member of the Hibbing Police Department. Jody says, look, I'm just trying to help here. Shelly says, and I'm just trying to not lose my job. Donna walks in and Shelly says, hey, stranger. Donna says, hi, Shelly. How are the kids? Shelly says, ah, little jerks. Love them to death. Need something? Donna says, oh, I just came to check out the Vic. Shelly says, oh, where's Lynn at? Donna says, oh, he's tied up with the retreat. Big surprise, right? But I figure, uh, what's the sense in having a hotel full of sheriffs that can't help out? Shelly says, someone's got to get you a halo or something. Donna says, oh, Shelly says, but, um, and she nods at Jody and asks, what's her deal? <laughs> Donna says, oh, Sheriff Mills might say she left her manners back in Sioux Falls. Shelly says, ah, <laughs> Jody gives Donna a look and Donna says, but she's with me. Shelly says, oh, Donna says, so what do you say? Curtains up. Shelly says, hold on to your breakfast. This one's grisly. So they look at the body, which is mostly a skeleton from the neck down. <laughs> Donna says, sides are ripped out. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Donna says, ate the whole kit and caboodle. That's for darn sure. You got a measuring tape? Shelly says, yeah. Jody says, can I see his personal effects? Uh, so Shelly gets them for her. Uh, Jody holds up the victim's pants, uh, which are big and bloody. <laughs> <laughs> That string bean wore these? Where's the belt? Shelly says, he wasn't wearing any. Jody says, these stayed up without a belt. Shelly says, or wild animals stole it. <laughs> Donna says, Jodio, check this out. You know, I've been hunting since I could hold a mini rifle. Seemed darn near every bite in the book, but I couldn't tell you what did the bite in here. Jody says, I was afraid of that. Donna says, meaning? Jody says, nothing. Got me stumped too. So we cut to the backyard of a house. Uh, a man is taking the trash out and we hear his wife nagging him from inside the house. She says, don't you go smoking, Howie. <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Howard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Howie says, uh, just watch your top bottle. Howie grabs his hidden pack of cigarettes out of the dryer vent on the side of the house. Uh, there's only one cigarette in it, and the filter has been detached, which is very sad. If you are ever a smoker, you understand the sadness of that moment. <laughs> Not that that was ever me, ever. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so he hears the sound from a nearby dumpster and investigates. He opens the lid and stares into the darkness for a while. Then he gets yanked into the dumpster. Um, we hear uh, screams and dumpster, squeak, dumpster squeaking sounds. And then we cut to the bar in the lodge at the sheriff's retreat. Uh, Jody and Donna stand on either side of Sheriff Len Hughes. Donna says, hi, Ellen. 
How's that seltzer treating you? Len says, uh, something I can help you with? Donna says, that attack or that animal attack last night sounded real bad, huh? Len says, yeah, sure was. Donna says, what kind of animal are you thinking did it now? Len says, oh, um, I don't know. We got animal control on it. Jody says, and that's it. She introduces herself to Lynn and says, Jody Mills, Sioux Falls. Just then, Deputy Bryce Graham, who's a real fucking dick, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, Sheriff Hughes, we have a, an issue with the raffle. Len says, right, excuse me. I should go see to this. Uh, enjoy your night, Sheriff. Uh, so they leave. Donna says to Jody, he's got about as much idea as we do. Squat. You know, maybe he's right. Just let animal control take the lead. Uh, in the next room, there is a DJ and a sheriff dance party going on. Uh, a pretty blonde sheriff is dancing with Sheriff Doug. Uh, she yells, woo, push the cart. <laughs> Donna says, I used, I used to put the cans in his cart. Jody says, are you really missing much? Wait, honestly, Donna, I just met the guy, but Doug seems like kind of a dick. <laughs> Donna That'd says, correct. yeah, I know. Donna says, but he was my dick. <laughs> I know. She watches Doug dancing with the blonde sheriff. She says, I'm going to go hit the can, you know, where it's less gross. <laughs> Jody leaves the bar and finds Len and Bryce talking near the lobby. Len is saying, let's keep this to ourselves. Jody says, everything okay? Len says, yeah, it's all good. Bryce says, all good with the raffle. Jody says, can we get real, please? Len says, all right, uh, you want real? Um, somebody else turned up dead. Bryce says, looks like another animal attack. Len says, please don't spread that. We don't want to spoil everyone's good time. Jody Cause, says, because everybody's just having a grand old time at the convention. <laughs> Jody says, or get too many cooks in the kitchen. Len says, exactly. Now, uh, Deputy Graham and I got to go make a few calls. So uh, try and have a good time, all right? So we cut to the parking lot outside the lodge. It's nighttime now. Jody is on the phone with Alex. Donna walks up. Jody into the phone says, Alex, stop. No, why do I hear firecrackers? <laughs> oh, but Alex hangs up. Donna says to Jody, so maybe your life's not all cupcakes either. Jody says, never said it was. Donna sees Jody's car keys in her hand and says, uh-oh, flying the coop without me again? Jody says, no. Donna says, no, I get it. I do. Take a hit, Donna, right? It's okay. Jody says, there's been another animal attack. Donna says, shut the front door. Says who? Jody says, I just talked to Sheriff Hughes. I was on my way out to the morgue, but it's probably closed by now anyway. And, but it'll wait till tomorrow. Donna says, anything I can help with there? Jody says, not unless you got any gems. I think that's what, uh, I don't think I've heard that before. Not unless you got any gems on how to handle a teenage girl. Cause mine is, Donna says, kind of a dick. <laughs> Jody says, she's got a whole lot more in there too. Really good stuff. I was 17 once. Yeah, hair up to here, attitude up to here. Why can't I get through to her? Donna says, you let anybody through to you at that age? Jody says, oh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Jody says, Joey Demopi, Demopi, okay, whatever. I doesn't matter. Grab <laughs> <laughs> a motorcycle. Smelled like, mm, yeah. Donna says, probably like Axe body spray. Let's be real. <laughs> He's a teenager. Know, right? 
probably <laughs> or like drakar or something okay of what oh that's just a dude cologne that's oh, okay a long time yeah yeah okay uh donna <laughs> says she'll come around you did right jody says eh. donna <laughs> says so fresh corpse jerk ex-husband out of control teen want to get blingoed on my minibar and watch pay-per-view <laughs> jody says thanks i'm gonna crash it's been a long day donna says don't i know it uh so jody goes back inside the lodge we cut to a uh, baby driving up the road through the trees she pulls into the parking lot of the lodge where the sheriff's retreat is being held uh sam and dean get out and go inside wearing their fbi clothes <clears throat> uh jody sees the boys right away and greets them she says i said i could handle it dean says nice to see you too Sam says, hey, and they all like hug. Hello. <laughs> Jody says, hi. Okay. I'm headed to the morgue. You want in? Sam says, uh, we just came from there. Jody says, and Sam says, and flesh was eaten off the second book too. Jody says, anything missing? Dean says, uh, his wallet. Why? Jody says, because I think a belt was missing off the first kid. Sam says, a belt. So what? We have monsters eating and then robbing people? Donna in the background yells, Jodio, you take sugar? Jody says, no, no sugar. Donna says, like, oh, please no. stop calling me that. <laughs> I like it. Dean says, Jodio? <laughs> Jody says, it's a, don't ask. Sam says, wait a second, is that a, a Donna? Dean says, fat spa Donna? Right. <laughs> don't call her fat spa Donna. <laughs> I know, I know, it's not okay uh jody says you know my stalker sam kind of groans and dean says she nearly blew a case for us last time jody says yeah and i haven't been able to shake that ray of sunshine since i got here she's actually been pretty helpful but you know it's just tough keeping her out of this nightmare stuff you know sam says right you mind distracting her while we poke around jody says you show up and now i'm a babysitter dean says look she hasn't gotten mixed up with this crap yet let's just try to keep it that way Jody says, fine, but if she tries to show me her sticker collection, I'm out. <laughs> then she's your problem. <laughs> Donna comes over from the coffee table and says, Agent Freely? Agent Chris? Sam says, hey, Sheriff Hanscom. Donna says, I thought that was you. Late is a kick in the pants. What drives you in? Dean says, uh, well, uh, we can't talk about it. Donna says, oh, yeah, I hear you. Anything I can help with? Sam says, oh, no, 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 uh, nothing. Jody says, actually, Sheriff, I was thinking you and I could go check out the gear expo. Donna says, what about the morgue? Jody says, well, you know, like you said, animal control will handle that. Donna hesitates, but then says, well, if it's cool with you, it's cool with me. Jody says, great. Donna says, did you hear, wait, that's not what she says. Donna says, did hear they're packing some pretty serious heat in there. Uh, so the sheriffs walk away. Uh, Sam and Dean head over to a group of cops by the coffee table, uh, including Sheriff Lynn Cuse and Deputy Bryce Graham. Dean says, hey there, agents Chris and Freely, looking for the sheriff. Uh, all the sheriffs raise their hands. <laughs> Dean says, of Hibbing. Lynn says, that'd be me. Uh, Sam says, well, we're here investigating the attacks over the last couple of nights. Just wondering where you're at on that. Len says, on the uh, animal attacks? Sam says, yeah. Bryce says, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me the FBI's got nothing better to do? Dean says, well, we go where the boss tells us to. Bryce says, to what? Arrest a bobcat from Hibbing? Uh, Bryce and Len kind of chuckle a little bit. 
Dean says, is there a problem? Bryce says, no, no, there's no problem. You ain't the first feds to roll through here and come up with nothing. Sure is cute to watch you try, though. What a dick. <laughs> no, like, why? Why? Okay. Dean says, oh, he's Paul. the good guy. He's the hot guy in town. Not, not them. <laughs> well, he's not a hot guy, but okay. Well, no, but he thinks <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dean says, oh, pal, the FBI doesn't do cute. Sam says, uh, Sheriff Hughes, we're just hoping there might be some surveillance footage of the attacks. Maybe a traffic camera caught something. Len says, right. No, sorry. I don't have a record of it. Uh, speaking of, can you keep an eye on the expo for me, uh, deputy? I got to check in with the guys at animal control. Agents, good to meet you. Uh, help yourself to a bear claw. And then Len and Bryce leave. Sam says to Dean, sheriff's lying. Dean says, deputy douche seems to think so. Sam says, all right, I'll go try and, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'll go try and crack the police server. Maybe something showed up on surveillance. Dean says, yeah, maybe I'll go crack the deputy. Sam says I'm gonna get him (laughs) Sam says right but this time try to be a little less defensive of your pretend job (laughs) Dean says you know this badge means something Sam says I made it at Kinko's (laughs) Dean says yes you did be proud of that (laughs) so we cut to the conference room with the gear expo Jody and Donna uh, stand at a booth displaying a bunch of handguns Donna says, son of a gun. The vendor says, uh, officer ladies, check this one out. You can take it to lunch, to the gym, have your nails done. She's always by your side. Okay, really? You know you're at a sheriff's convention, right? They're going to know how to shoot a gun. Sheriffs. They're not going to be worried about what gun goes to their nail appointment. Okay, I just, that was just, I was offended by that. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I think that was the point. That was the point. It was. But still. Er. Okay. Uh, the sheriff looked offended. Jody grabs a bigger gun and asks, how about this puppy? The vendor says, oh, well, it depends. Think you can handle a big one? Jody says, Sigma, right? Donna says, 10 pound pull weight. Cute. Jody says, call this a big one? Hope you drive a Porsche. <laughs> and then Doug walks up and says to the vendor, Chaz. If you're trying to pull the wool over on this one, you got the wrong girl. Sheriff Hanscom here is a wolf in sheepskin, right? And he chuckles. Donna says, thank you. Wolves are majestic creatures, but save your flattery for other female people. She's not (laughs) having it. (laughs) Doug says, oh, Sheriff Goodhill. No, no. I mean, yeah, but you know, we just met. Cufflinks. You know how it is. Jody says, cuff what? Doug says, Cufflinks, it's a dating site for cops. You want it, Donna? Donna says, me? No, not quite there yet. Doug says, oh, you still uh, getting into date shape, huh? And he grabs her side. Ugh. What That's- a dick. Uh, yeah. I just okay. hate him so much. I Me too. Jody is, again, furious. Donna says, it's more like trying to get through the stuff on my DVR first. And they laugh. Jody says, oh, for the love of God. To Doug, she says, what is wrong with you? You get off on fat shaming chicks. Uh, She turns to Donna and says, you are so not fat, by the way. Back to Doug, she says, and you, you are just a douche. Doug looks like genuinely hurt and sad. He says, "Um, okay, I'll just, uh, oh, okay then. And he kind of slinks away. Donna says, what the H-E double hockey sticks, Jody? Calling my ex a douche to his face. Also, like, he's your ex for a reason. And like, oh, uh, you know, how could you like that? <laughs> no, I know. 
Uh, Jody says, it didn't look like you were going to do it. Donna says, what would be the point? We're divorced. You really think I'm going to change him now? Which, I mean, she's got a point, really. Yeah, but like, also- Don't want to mock on you. I, I can work at the sense that um, it's easier for her to be like that to kind of keep the work piece, but still, still. But I don't no. think they work together. Yeah, but I mean, they're together in this situation because they're both sheriffs, right? So she does have to encounter him sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that like she shouldn't stand up for herself, but I can see where she's coming from with a certain kind of personality, you know? Yeah. I'm just not that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I understand. Yeah. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> Jody says, so he gets to treat you like a doormat forever? Is that it? Donna says, how about this? So you've actually lost a husband. You keep your mouth zipped about mine. Uh, then Jody has a flashback to her dead son eating her husband. Um, Donna can tell that she said the wrong thing. Uh, she says, did something happen to your husband? Jody says, we all have our crosses to bear, right? Donna says, hey, I'm sorry if I... Jody says, no, it's fair. I certainly went there. Donna says, you want to talk about it? Or Jody says, not right now. Donna says, all right, then I'm going to go get some air. And so she leaves. Uh, Dean, or we cut to Dean uh, walking into the gear expo room and he approaches Deputy Bryce at one of the vendor tables. Bryce says, agent, are you looking for some teeny weeny handcuffs to slap on some paws? Dean says, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Bryce says, right. How's that exactly? Dean says, well, this investigation that my partner and I are on, uh, it's big. And uh, we're looking for some local help. You know, someone who's not uh, not afraid to talk shop with the big boys back in D.C. Think that might be something you'd be interested in? Bryce says, might be. What can I do? Dean says, well, first of all, I'm going to need you to be totally straight with me. Is there any footage of the attack? Anything? Bryce says, excuse me, I just like totally had a gross ass burp just then. Okay. <laughs> nope, there's another one. Gross. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait, I'm just going to have a sip of my coffee. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta wash stuff down okay <clears throat> that sounded like I burped a little bit but I didn't okay I'm gonna stop talking about this <laughs> but where am I in the script okay uh Bryce says Sheriff Hughes changed the password on the server yesterday it's got the live feed from the traffic camera across the street from where the first bit got attacked when I went to go check the footage, the sheriff said he'd do it himself. Dean says, did he say why? Bryce says, well, you know, the sheriff's a straight shooter. I'm sure he has his reasons. Dean says, I'm sure he did. All right. Well, I appreciate the co cooperation, deputy. And when I need you, I'll come find you. Okay. Bryce says, all right. Dean says, all right. So we cut to outside the lodge. Donna is getting some air. She sees uh, down a path, Sheriff Hughes crouched over the dead body of Sheriff Goodhill, and he's got vampire fangs out. Not really. Yeah, she's all bloody, and he's just like vamping out about the blood. Um, she, uh, Donna hides behind like a porch pillar and quietly freaks out. Um, Sheriff Hughes heard her, heard like a twig snap when she moved behind there and looks, doesn't see her, and kind of scampers away. Uh, so we cut to inside the lodge. Dean and Jody are talking at the reception desk. Dean says, animal attack my ass. You seen Sheriff Hughes around? Jody says, not since the expo. Dean says, yeah, me neither. Jody says, how you doing, kiddo? Dean says, me? Fantastic. Why? 
Jody says, word around the campfire is you went off the res a couple months back. Dean says, that right. You and Sam been passing notes during class. It's nothing I can't handle. Jody says, just saying, I make a mean bowl of chowder if you ever need to talk. Dean says, I appreciate that. Sam walks up and says, hey. Dean says, you got something? Sam says, ah, uh, well, there was something. I hacked into the surveillance server, but the files have been deleted. Jody says, I thought you said that Sheriff Hughes was the only one who had access to those files. Donna walks up and Sam says, uh, hi. Donna says, hi, Jody. Can we talk a sec? Alone? Dean says, yeah, we'll go, we'll go look around. Uh, so the boys walk away. Jody says to Donna, okay, first of all, back there, I was wrong to butt in. I know it hurts you and I'm sorry. Donna says, what? Oh, yeah. Quit being the doormat. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, Jody. It's okay. We're okay. Only... There's something else I can't quite wrap my head around. You ever think there are things out there, things that don't end up on the police blotter? Jody says, can you give me some specifics? Donna Donna says, yeah, okay. Uh, Well, I was was kind of far away, so maybe I didn't see it right. But what I think I saw were teeth. It was Sheriff Hughes. I saw him standing over Sheriff Goodhill's body, and his mouth was full of shark teeth. Like some kind of, Jody says, monster? Donna says, you think I'm crazy. Jody says, not at all. Did he see you? Donna says, no, I hid like a chump. You really believe me? Jody says, yeah, so will those guys from the FBI. Donna says, if you say so. Hey, yesterday I saw accused taking his stuff into a room down the hall from mine. Must have been 304. Jody pulls out her phone and dials. Uh, she gets Sam's voicemail. It says, this is Agent Freely. Leave me a message. Jody says, Sam, accuses our guy. Donna says she saw him check into 304. Hit me back. And she hangs up. Donna says, what now? Just let the locals handle it? Jody says, oh, trust me. The locals should not handle this. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the hallway in the lodge. Uh, Donna and Jody break into Sheriff Q's room and start snooping around. Uh, there's a bunch of sunblock bottles on the bed. Donna whispers and says, look at all this sunblock. You think he was at the Copacabana or something? <laughs> Jody <laughs> says, I'll explain later. <laughs> Donna finds a blank pad of paper and starts doing like a, a pencil rubbing. Is that what that's called? I don't even know. Yeah. If that's called. Okay. A pencil rubbing on it. Uh, then someone Pretty starts sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then someone starts jiggling the doorknob from the hallway. Jody pulls out a machete. Donna pulls out her gun. Donna, looking at the machete, says, what the heck is that for? And then Sam and Dean bust into the room. Sam says, whoa, whoa, got your voicemail. Jody says, Sheriff Hughes is a vampire. Donna says, she just pulled out a machete. <laughs> Jody says, Donna saw his teeth. Donna says, what the cuss? A vampire? And I just, I love the what the cuss. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I need to, I just need to say that from now on. <laughs> Dean says to Jody, you want to give her the talk? So we cut to a short time later. Uh, we're now in the parking lot of the lodge. Uh, Sam, Dean, Jody, and Donna are by baby. Donna says, heck, just heck. Dean says, <laughs> we good? Donna says, wait. So when we were at the weight loss spa, Dean says, monsters, suck it on your fat. We took care of them. She's like, Donna, <laughs> Donna says, ah, oh, geez, I knew losing 10 pounds that fast is too good to be true. <laughs> and she pulls the note uh, from Q's hotel room and hands it to Sam. She says, here, maybe this is where the sheriff vampire went. Dean says, it could be anything. 
Sam, he says, what do you got? Sam says, looks like it's an old farm outside of town. Dean says, could be something. Donna says, and it's the only lead we got. Sam says, we, I'll do respect, respect, Sheriff, but vampires are far more dangerous than the Johns you throw in jail. Dean says, you're going to sit this one out. Donna says, stuff you, Dean, or whatever your real name is. I want to use that. <laughs> stuff <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. Jody says, Hanscom's good. Sam says, Jody. Jody says, I said she's good. Dean says, okay, all right, but you're staying back. We're taking the lead, okay? Uh, so they all get into baby. Uh, we kept to an old farm outside of town. Dean gives everyone weapons from the trunk and they move towards the buildings. Dean says, if you're going to swing, swing hard. With vamps, heads got to roll. Donna says, got it. Oh, sorry. I'm having issues with my throat here. You're good. <clears throat> okay. Sam peeks into a window and sees Sheriff Q sitting at a desk. Uh, he, when he looks back, Q's is gone, uh, but suddenly he pops up in the window right in front of Sam's face. Sheriff Q's yells, run! Uh, but everyone gets jumped by vampires and knocked unconscious. <laughs> Sam struggles uh, with the homeless girl from the beginning of the episode. Her name is Star. Um, so I think I skipped something here. Uh, Sam wakes up <laughs> and Star says, well, hi there, Sunflower. So we cut to... Uh, what does that say? We cut to a short time later in the barn. Jody, Sam, Donna, and Dean are all tied up around the barn. Star says, it's all love, pretty boy. All of you will become all of us. We won't waste one bit. Dean says, okay, Mufasa, enough with the circle of life crap. You're a vampire. Star says, mm-hmm. Dean says, you're scum. End of story. Star starts to take off Dean's belt, which is weird, but okay. <laughs> He says, yeah, I'm not in the mood. Jody says, wait, it's not enough that you kill people. You got to rob them too. Star says, we scavenge. We don't sip and go. We use every part of the buffalo. Jody says, and to think I gave you lunch money. Star says, but you came in time for dinner. Len says, Star, please let them go. I helped you out. Oh, I think I forgot about Len. Len is being held like in the middle of the barn by a bunch of vampires. Okay. <laughs> Len's there. He's, he's alive. Okay. Uh, he says, I helped you out. I ditched that video of catfish killing that man. Star says, we don't want favors, Len. We wanted you. Len says, what use am I now? I don't even kill people. I'm on bad blood. Donna says, uh, I beg your pardon. I saw you with your vampire face standing over Sheriff Goodhill. Len says, no, no, I found her. I smelled her blood. I couldn't help my my fangs, but I didn't bite. Dean says, well, aren't you a hero? Star says, it's your nature to eat people. A vampire who doesn't feed is like a, like a, a male vampire in the room says, tiger eating salad. Star says, we're not going to stop, Lynn. We'll take down every person in your sweet little hibbing till you come back to the nest. Sam says, so what'd you do, Lynn? You uh, break up Burning Man? Star says, more like Woodstock. <laughs> Len found me crying on the curb after my daddy kicked me out. I got in Len's van and the rest is wavy gravy. <laughs> Jody says, so what? Len's like your Charlie Manson? Star says, oh, Charlie couldn't hold a candle to Len. He taught us everything. Dean says, yeah, I'm sure it was all kumbacha and kumbaya. Star kombucha. Says, kombucha, sorry. <laughs> I was saying that wrong. What did I say? I don't even know. Like, <laughs> Have you ever had that? Like that? Have you ever had it? Kombucha? Yeah. Yeah. 
I tried it one time. I remember I was, this was a long ass time ago. Like it was just starting to like be popular. Like, I think I heard it like one time before I was in Oregon, this, uh, and I was at Powell's the bookstore Mm -hmm. and they had it in their little like cafe area. And I was like, Ooh, this is that stuff. I'm gonna try it. (laughs) And it was fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's not all good. There's, there's some that's better. I've tried some that it's not so like, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. I mean, I think now there's a lot more like options and how they flavor it. Yeah, they stuff. like, but this was like straight up, like there wasn't those options. And like, I, like I had it had just started becoming popular, you know, so because yeah. this was like 15 years ago or more. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to drink this. And then like halfway through, I was like, I should continue. I don't know if this is worth it. I don't like it. But it's okay. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't a great experience. But, you know, I was at Powell's, so who yeah. fucking cares? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's a glorious experience all in itself. So, <laughs> okay. So Star says, liberating is what it was. And then one day, poof, one's gone. The male vampire says, until he landed his photo in the paper stupid star says for running a police retreat of all things you didn't just go straight you became a damn cop now that is wild man are you feeling dirty lynn because we're about to have ourselves a bloodbath lynn says don't you want to know why i left star says i already know why you got boring lynn says i got a conscience star says oh lynn says pray that begged for their lives it was like even if I used every part like I taught you, I mean, it's still wrong. Sam says, so you walked away. Len says, I tried to protect people after so many years of gutting them. That's why I'm here. I'll join your bloody caravan if it means you won't kill these people. Star says, we aren't killing anyone. You are. Jody says, you don't have to do this. Len says, kiss my ass. Star says, mm, we love you, brother, but we don't know who you are anymore. And then Star beheads Lynn. She mm-hmm. says, can't say we didn't try. Dean like breaks free from his ropes and takes out two vamps. Uh, Donna also breaks free and beheads Star just as she's about to bite Jody. Donna says, Hakuna Matata, lady. Dean says, now that's what I'm talking about. So we cut to a short time later. Donna and Jody are standing by the hood of the Impala talking. Sam and Dean are by the trunk. Jody says to Donna, you okay? Donna says, yeah, other than feeling like I want to hurl, sure. <laughs> she says, I just chopped off a vampire's head. Jody says, you are great at that. Donna says, thanks. <laughs> Sam says to Dean, you good? Dean says, yeah, yeah, you know, for the first time since I've been back, I don't feel like the mark was pushing me. Uh, Sam looks really concerned and says, first time? Donna says to Jody, Knowing that these things are out there makes the world seem, I don't know, bigger, darker. Uh, Dean says to Sam, all I know is back there killing those vamps, I felt like me again. Sam says, all right, so that's good, right? Dean says, yeah. Jody says to Donna, you know, if you want any pointers on how to fight this crazy crap, I'm willing to fill you in. You know, what kills what? Donna says, I'd like that. Sam says to Dean, okay, well, let's go with that. Uh, everyone gets back into baby. Uh, Dean hesitates and grabs the mark on his arm and then joins everyone inside the car. And credits. 
<laughs> okay, so we just realized that we did not, in fact, have our microphone set right or our headphones on for that whole first part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, might sound a little different now. Hopefully it sounds better. Um, I listen, don't know if it'll be better or worse. Yeah. But <laughs> All of this, like, we, we just switched back to Zoom because Skype started sounding crazy um and so so yeah this one sounds weird like it's on a different platform and I don't know if platform's the right word but um yeah. yeah and yeah like I said my I wasn't recording through my microphone or like Rochelle said so <sighs> I'm all over the place dear god okay hopefully <laughs> hey, it I sounds better in either neither <laughs> one of us we went to go and start this part of it and I was like um <laughs> No one's wearing their headphones. Neither one of yeah. us have had our headphones on this whole time. So this could end poorly. I mean, I think it sounds okay from the brief part that I listened to. So I don't know. We'll find out. But yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So awesome. Uh, I have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I really only have two thoughts. Um. Why do people never book it when they hear sketchy shit? Why do you stick around and have to figure out what it is? If it doesn't sound good, leave. You know, like <laughs> what are you talking about specifically? I, I like when Donna was, you know, she was snooping around outside or whatever. I don't know if she was just outside and then she happened to hear the like um the sheriff, the other sheriff out there, because mm -hmm. there's like eight million sheriffs in this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know exactly where it does. This is what happened. So she goes outside because her and Donna or her and Jody had just had that sort of bickering moment. Where, yeah. Okay. So she goes outside to have some fresh air, which is what she said to Jody. She's out there. She hears a noise. She looks down the path. She sees the dead sheriff and Sheriff Q's over them. And she's like horrified because she can see the vampire teeth. And then she realizes like, oh, I'm in view. I need to like not be in view in case he looks up because then he'll see her. So she like quickly hides behind that tree or pillar or whatever it was. And as she did that, like she cracked a twig or something and he looked over there. She couldn't go anywhere because. Well, yeah, no, I've seen her. So that's why that's the only reason she didn't run away. Yeah, I'm not. Well, but not. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have said like this specific moment is what makes mm -hmm. me question this. Yeah. Like it reminded me of every single moment that's happened in Supernatural where somebody's like something weird has happened. I'm going to stick around like. Mm -hmm no you know like, yeah yeah leave. you know like if you're like hey something might be a little off around here maybe you don't stick around and see what could kill you you know like you just I agree with that ditch it you know yeah. like yeah be gone and just be like hey something weird was going on outside somebody else want to come and like <laughs> check this out with me or you know mm -hmm. whatever I don't know anyways it's just like there's people are dumb but yeah. <laughs> I agree I think in real life people do it your way you know I don't know though you'd be surprised at how dumb people are sometimes mm -hmm. you know like <laughs> yeah I, I don't know that I would have like enough a... faith in humanity for the, to actually believe that <laughs> yeah I do think like in a cop specifically sheriff situation I know you weren't talking about that moment specifically but like are they going to go into a room full of people who are like their same rank and be like I'm scared somebody else check Probably not, because then they look like an idiot, you know, like, no, not, but not brave I mean, enough. she could go be like, backup. hey, you know, Jody, me. who like, we've been trying to figure out what's going on. Like, hey, you want to come check this out with me? Because this might be related, you know, like, yep. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. anyway, um, uh, 
Also, okay, the building that they're having, it doesn't say anything about this in the interesting facts, but the building that they're having this convention is looks like the same building that they had the supernatural convention in with um uh Chuck. It does look similar. The parking lot on the outside is different. I only know that because they spent some time in that parking lot right outside. That doesn't mean it's not the same location, though. They well, but I think that. there's got to be more than one parking lot with a building that size. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I thought you meant like maybe it was the same one. It did look really similar, though. Yeah. Well, so it kind of looked familiar, but then like part of the way through the episode when they had, it was like during the day and they... Maybe it was when, like, Sam and Dean showed up. I don't remember. But, like, the outside of the building and just kind of, like, the general, like, landscape and, like, setup kind of seemed to be the same. So I kind of wonder if that was, like, the same building that they reused or, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I mean, it would make sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. was that Supernatural convention? Where did they say that was? Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh-uh. Hmm. I don't remember. That'd be kind of funny if it was like supposed to be the same place the or same. whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh those are my thoughts. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from this episode? Um, well, this is like I really loved basically every moment with Donna. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's so funny. The way she talks and her kind of like her sort of innocence about everything is she's just hysterical. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like specifically favorite moment. I did love the part where Jody like freaks out on Doug and calls him a dick. Mm-hmm. Cause it was, it was nice to see him cut down, you know, yeah. it was kind of surprising how like hurt he was about all of it. Like really no one has ever told you that before. I find that hard to believe, Yeah, you know, but it was nice. He's that- used to being able to be a total douchebag to people yeah. nobody says anything you know right. yeah so that that was nice to see because you know you love Donna and you don't want her to be treated like that and yeah you think that like she was married to this dude and probably was treated like that the whole time oh for sure 100 percent because she so. acts like she's used to it and like yep yeah. this is you know right I should act this way because he said this no you shouldn't you know like don't yeah. just take it but whatever. right so it was nice that Jody did that I, I liked that so yeah. yeah what was your favorite moment um I think my favorite moment was also Donna <laughs> yeah but um yeah, just mostly her like weird you know not weird but her say like stuff you Dean and you know like what the cuss and all that yeah. sort of stuff like that those were those are funny <laughs> yeah I agree um so our interesting facts um, from this episode, hold on, because there is a lot of this person was in this episode and this. Yeah. So that okay. that's mostly what the, <laughs> the facts are about. This okay. one, but um, not all of them, but a lot. Um, so it says the aliases Sam and Dean are using this episode are Agent Freely and Agent Chris. Um, this is a reference, a reference, oh boy, to guitarist Ace Freely and drummer Peter Chris of the hard rock band Kiss. Um, Sam had already established this fake identity in the season nine episode, Supernatural The Purge, when the guys first met Sheriff Donna Haskum. <clears throat> and I just like choked on my own spit halfway through that <laughs> is her name. Um, so it says uh, Sam was kidnapped in this town in the first season episode, Supernatural, The Benders. Oh, this is the same That's town? where we saw Hibbing before. Okay. I, I, we were trying to figure that out. I was like, we, I think we've been here before. Yeah. Benders. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the Free the Hose episode. Yeah. Man, it's all coming back. Free the Hose. <laughs> 
we're right. freeing the hose and hitting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um. Uh, so it says the address Sheriff Donna traces on the notepad with a pencil is four two four Cripple Creek Drive. Um, a reference to the song "Up on Cripple Creep, Creep <laughs> Creek" by the <laughs> band, whose song "The Weight" plays as Dean and Sam turn into the parking lot of the lodge. That was a weird. That was weird. Okay. Anyway, okay. I get the gist, but it was weird. Yeah, Yeah. that was a weird one. Um, So it says, the title of this episode is a reference to the cop spoof comedy Reno 911 from 2003. Um, It says, Star is the name of one of the vampires in The Lost Boys from 1987. Um, Dean tells Star, okay, Mufasa, enough of the circle of life crap. Uh, Mufasa was the king of the Pride Lands and the Lion King um, from 94. Holy cow. I yep. thought that it was later than that, but apparently not. <laughs> I thought it was earlier than that. Like 94. I think I was like, what, 12? I swear I watched it when I was younger than that. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old person. Damn it. I guess it depends on when it came out. I might have been two because I was born at the end of 91. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. I swear I watched it when I was way younger than that. Because I remember, like, having, like, little kid emotions about it. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, okay. That's uh, fine. Yeah. I mean, I know that I had my animal problem already by that point. And, like, Mufasa, that whole thing just, like, reeked a Bambi's mom trauma. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe you're, like, mixing Bambi and Lion King in your head somehow. I don't know. With, like, the yeah. animal trauma part of things anyway. Probably, yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> all right um but anyways so um the principal song from that is the circle of life um it says the graffiti face the boy is drawing in the opening is very similar to the logo for the band nirvana from washington hey um uh it says uh keith uh, mckechney chaz um that's the gun vendor i think so yeah yeah or yeah it is okay um previously appeared as the coroner um in i believe the children are our future um it says aaron oh i'm gonna screw this up bucolts who's deputy bryce graham uh, previously appeared in the episode um live free or twy hard from 2010 as a faux vampire (laughs) oh wait i don't remember a faux vampire in that movie I don't know. Not that movie, movie, that episode. That's yeah. the that's the X Files Fight the Fairies one, right? Wait, was the name of that episode? Live Oh, did you say Live Free or Twy Hard? Is that yeah. what you said? That's okay, the Twilight no. episode. I, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I fixed yeah. I don't remember him in that episode at all. I but don't okay. either. Uh, but I don't usually remember people in any of the episodes, so that's fine. <laughs> Um, so it says Noah Beggs, who plays Howie, previously had an uncredited appearance in the episode Family Matters as Black Eyed Demon. Um, he also appeared in an episode of Dark Angel, which starred Jensen Ackles. Um, um, it says Andy Nez, uh, previously appeared as a cop in Supernatural in the beginning. Um, uh, Fred uh I- iwanic i'm gonna go with um previously appeared in several episodes of dark angel with jack jack and apples <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's jack how you and apples. <laughs> Jensen- <laughs> Ackles. oh my god oh okay this is going well um <laughs> 
So in the first scene in the alley as the monster is attacking the tiger, just to the right of a tiger's wall, where or there's graffiti that reads BH, and the B kind of looks like it came from the logo for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, it says, it, guest stars Fred I- Iwanek and Ellie Harvey previously appeared in separate episodes of Blood Ties, um, a show about vampires. Mm-hmm. Uh, guest stars Morgan Taylor. There are Morgan Taylor Campbell and Ellie Harvey, both previously appeared in the TV movie Restless Virgins from 2013. Oh, I wonder what that one's about. <laughs> Restless Virgins, yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound supernatural at all. That sounds like an after-school special. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it says guest star Morgan Taylor Campbell, who plays Star, and previously appeared in the show Spooksville from 2013, which has a similar premise to Supernatural. I am not heard um, that show. In the bunker, Dean uh, quoted the title of a Men of Letters research paper on werewolf transgenderism. However, the American Men of Letters was destroyed in the late 1950s, and the term transgender was not coined until 1965. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I don't. <laughs> okay. I I couldn't tell you if that's right or wrong, but. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, huh. so those are our interesting facts. <laughs> Okay, so our research from this week is the most haunted places in Minnesota, because, you know, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it's off of minnesotamonthly.com. Um, the first one is the Schmidt Brewery. Um, it says certain developers and condo hunters won't want to hear this, <laughs> but the August architecturally, that doesn't make any sense. The August architecturally arousing Schmidt Brewery building. I don't know what they mean by August, but that's fine. Um home to Minnesota's Ur Lager Maker, um, site of affordable artist housing and next door to Keg and Case Market is mad haunted. Like, people died there in horrible ways haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It says the Schmidt family's cinematic history, random shootings, gangland kidnappings has made it a magnet recently for ghost hunters. Um, In fact, Adrian Lee, a London-born historian and founder of the International Paranormal Society, claims it as an inspiration for his book, Mysterious Minnesota. The police Hmm. still sends a chill down my spine, he says. Um, In 1884, Jacob Schmidt, a Bavarian immigrant, settled in St. Paul and began making beer as a joint owner with the North Star Brewery um, located at Commercial Street and Hudson Road. Nine years later, he was detained by police, but never charged, for allegedly shooting some random pigeon hunters docked on the river behind the brewery what okay okay <laughs> like he was mad that they were shooting pigeons and, and shot, so them? shot them i guess i don't I know mean, okay okay <laughs> how do you like it motherfuckers <laughs> i mean like okay i guess <laughs> just defending the pigeons sorry right. <laughs> and by killing a human i feel like just let him kill the pigeons at that point but that's <laughs> fine <laughs> yeah. um, it says in the late 1890s schmidt brewery was officially born um, a year later, it burned to the ground. At the height of Prohibition in 1934, the son of the owners, Edward G. Bremer, um, was kidnapped by the infamous Ma Barker gang and held for $200,000. <sighs> um, but intrigue aside, most of the hauntings have to do with ordinary brewery workers dying in horrendous ways. In 1896, two perished in an explosion. In 1902, uh, a cooper plummeted down um an unmarked elevator shaft i don't know what a cooper is like a mini cooper 
No, I'm guessing it's like somebody's job title, but I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't know what no, it is. No cars in the elevator shaft. Okay. Yeah, probably not. Not in 1902 anyway. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it says, and in 1904, Matthew Kohler, um, a guy whose job it was to light gas lamps in the brewery, died from, no kidding, inhaling flames. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he was trying to be a circus act and killed himself. So there's, I'm guess, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> It says, during a recent investigation, Lee communicated with Kohler in the bowels of the building. It was, he says, a complete vindication of ghost hunting and the fi- and the, <laughs> the phychic. <laughs> what does that even mean? The psychic process. <laughs> and it creeped him out. Bad. <laughs> it doesn't, that's, that one's kind of frustrating because it doesn't really like say much of like what actually happens there other than yeah. like communicated with something, but kind whatever. Um, so I just have questions about the whole thing. Like there was an explosion what exploded also what's like a why? cooper and and pigeons i just i'm confused but okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. all right uh, you know <laughs> um so the next one is palmer house hotel um it says forget being the most haunted site in minnesota the palmer house hotel in sock center i'm guessing is one of the most haunted sites in america no joke big city ghost hunters including most recently the crew from the travel channels ghost adventurers yeah <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> flock to this antique 1901 hotel with such frequency that owner kelly freese has to gently insist on some midwestern spook manners here as in life she warns please and thank you go a long way in other words don't be a jerk to the ghosts especially lucy <laughs> The hotel's most notorious permanent unregistered guest, as Freeze calls the ghosts, resides in room 17. Guests can sit on one of the two high-backed chairs facing the bed, but not both, not at the same time. Why? It forces Lucy to the mattress. And she doesn't like that, says Freeze, because of what her employer made her do there. Uh, legend has it that Lucy was a prostitute working at the Sock Center house, uh, a grim frontier brothel that occupied the, the current site of the Palmer. Um, the Sock Center House burned down in 1900, and the Palmer was erected in its place the following year. But the new joint couldn't shake the legacy of abused and murdered women. Lucy is said to dislike men. She reacts to male guests by slamming the door so hard it rattles the artwork on the wall and aggressively dropping the temperature. Huh. Um, during a recent investigation, a Chicago ghost hunting outfit allegedly recorded a temperature of negative one degrees Fahrenheit during their stay dang okay yeah. she's like no you're gonna freeze your balls off yeah. and get out of here right yeah huh. um, it says other active areas include the bar in room 22 um home to a rancorous entity named raymond rumored to be lucy's pimp uh my favorite is when guests complain about how noisy the people above them were says freeze then i remind them you were on the top floor <laughs> ew ew <laughs> that actually reminds me of like the very first Annabelle movie. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I talk about Annabelle so fucking much. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but like, there's a, there's a moment where they like the main couple, like move into this apartment building or condo. I don't really know. Something. Uh, something. <laughs> and like you, you're, so you hear like, there's sort of like furniture moving or slamming around above them. And the characters act like, Oh, here it goes again. Like, yeah, it's that time of day. Like, uh, uh. and then yeah. you realize like way later in the movie, like they're on the top floor. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, it's not even like addressed. It's like, you just like realize like, Oh wait, they're on the top. What was all that then? What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> 
I have, I have issue with that. That whole thing makes me so creeped out. So <laughs> yeah. Ew. Ew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If I heard things coming from above me, I'd be like, okay, we either have a rat in our attic or something fucked up is happening. <laughs> yeah. Just like burn the whole place down, go yep. somewhere else. Yep. Start over. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, although burning it down and rebuilding apparently is not the way to go because no you gotta burn that shit and move like (laughs) yeah um so the next one is the soap factory which is closed um it says if the palmer house is the most famous haunted site in minnesota then the soap factory a cavernous 1883 warehouse on the minneapolis riverfront once an experimental art venue was the fiercest it says, it is one of the most paranormally thick environments I have ever had the displeasure to investigate, says Lee. And while Lee is loath to speak in religious terms, he considers the entities there bordering on demonic. Um, his four-year investigation of the space has found men getting attacked, a darkness so profound it blotted out infrared imagery, and perhaps the most disturbingly, the smell of sulfur. Um, mm. It seems this is the one place that truly flaps the unflappable. <laughs> That's interesting. That sounds a little bit familiar. Familiar. I wonder if we've talked about that before, or perhaps I've just heard of that one before. I think we might have talked about it before. It sounds vaguely familiar, but yeah, like, I mean, yeah, we've been in Minnesota before, so yeah, it could just be that. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this point, we're like two hundred plus episodes in. Like, if we accidentally talk about something that we've already talked about, sorry, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yep. Um. It says Lee doesn't go in without a couple of pastors. <laughs> um, the soap factory was, of course, an old soap factory pumping <laughs> out suds during the soap boom of the 1880s. There and was you know, a soap boom? Soap boom. Yep. How have I never heard about this soap boom? People started washing in the 1880s. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, guess, I don't know. Okay. Like, <laughs> All right. I'm guessing that's what they're meaning. <laughs> um, it says, and you know what soap's made from, right? Animal carcasses thousands of them the flow of bloody skins through the factory rivaled the current of the great river next door and at the turn of the century the building's appetite for flesh made it a repository for stray dogs that the city paid to be rounded up and we're not going to go there with what they did all right thank Um, you (laughs) uh, it says not gruesome enough for you um it says consider then that before the warehouse was built the site was home to a small business that produced artificial limbs for soldiers wounded in the civil war that's some creepy stuff i don't feel like that's that creepy coming up with artificial limbs I no. mean, unless you're like freaked out by mannequins or something but yeah maybe yeah okay know. yeah that is interesting um, <laughs> it says for many halloweens for many what Oh, for many Halloweens, brave souls were invited to venture into the soap factory's bowels for the gallery's annual Halloween haunted basement event. (laughs) Even braver souls volunteered to play goals for the production. But exorcists, take note. There's a spirit that kind of takes over our actors, said Tom Loftus, a past director. It can get pretty wild. I need more details about that. Does that mean that they're just good at their job? Like, yeah, I want to know what they're that paid means. actors. You would hope that they would be good. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay. Like, I'm not sure if they're meaning like they're getting possessed or like they're just really good at creeping people out in an already creepy place. Like, yeah, I feel like this article is just leaving me with a lot of questions. But, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one is Chase on the Lake. Um, it says you've got your EVPs, your ghost boxes, your EMF meters, but sometimes the best gauge of a hotel's spookiness is to simply pull the teenagers working the front desk. 
Um, it says, oh, this place is so haunted, chirped one young employee. <laughs> <laughs> the summer, she said, a co-worker was downstairs servicing the resort's retro two-lane bowling alley when the nearby jukebox jolted to life. And it was like playing his favorite song. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Another employee tale... Uh, other employee tales involve phantom children playing in the hallways, unplugged Gross. phones ringing, and the grandfather clock in the lobby spitting its key from its lock. Ooh. That's gross. Th- those things <laughs> would all freak me out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it says it's all due to the Leech Lake Resort's meta narrative of death, violence, and sorrow, claims Lee. While researching mysterious Minnesota, Lee found that not only was the original Chase Hotel used as a temporary morgue for dead soldiers during the 1989 or the 1898, sorry, Battle of Sugar Point, but later on the cusp of the resort's first major renovation, the son of hotel founder Louis Burt uh, Woodruff Chase died of pneumonia on May 27th, 1922. Mm-hmm. Um, the grand reopening 11 days later doubled as a wake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, wouldn't you do that separately? I think <laughs> so. weird to like, here's a reopening also, poor dead person, you know? like Yeah, yeah. Those events should have two different tones. Yeah. Know? And like yeah. two different days, probably, you know? Like, Out of respect, I would think, but okay. Yeah, you would think, but okay. okay. Um, it says when... Um, Sorry, when the when the Chase celebrated its 2007 renovation, the family's original funeral garb was trotted out for an for an exhibition in the lobby, and the teen employees or and teen employees take note. Guests witnesses the frocks sway in an unexplained gush of wind. Huh. Um. Uh. This one is First Avenue. It says, "Yep, it's not just club kids and rockers that haunt this legendary music venue." Um, ask any employee and they'll confirm that indeed, just as that 80s Australian dark wave band insisted the dead can dance. <laughs> um, uh-huh. okay. It says uh, Dave Schrader, a bald headed badass host of 103.5 FM's nightly paranormal show Darkness Radio, has investigated the venue numerous times and alleges that the upstairs dance lounge, the record room, is one of the most active areas of the site. Uh, DJs frequently report hearing strange things over their headphones, he says. Growls, voices, screams. It's pretty off the hook bizarre. If I had those headphones on, I would take them off and be like, fuck that. You know, like. Yeah, me too. No, Ugh. thank you. You know, like, yeah. no. <laughs> um, it says, but the greatest first Av legend has to do with the building's former self, uh, the great art deco Greyhound Bus Center that opened on 7th Street in 1934. The story goes that a young woman went to the station to meet her boyfriend, who is returning home from World War II. When she was informed that he had died in combat, combat, what? (laughs) Combat, that's the (laughs) word I was looking for. She lurched into the restroom and hanged herself. Um, In recent years, multiple First Avenue staffers have reported seeing a ghastly scene in the fifth stall of the woman's bathroom, a full-bodied apparition throat wrenched to the side by a noose. Um, the woman, always seen in a green army jacket, is sometimes seen dancing at the club along with other legless ghosts. Cue the thriller video. (laughs) Oh my god, that's crazy. At least, you know what, in the afterlife, they're dancing. I mean, can't be that bad, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, so it says, this next one is Mounds Theater. Um, it says, if you're an actor, all of the world- 
all, all of the world's a stage, right? Oh my gosh. And English is not my thing today. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It says, uh, so why wouldn't the next world uh, be one too? For the spirits of the historic Mounds Theater, considered the most paranormally active building in St. Paul, it is. Uh, the 1922 Playhouse enjoys long stretches of emptiness. The Jewel Box Theater only opens a couple times a week for rehearsals and productions and is professionally equipped, making it the perfect space for fame-hungry phantoms to privately act out their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it the haunting version of singing in the shower and the ghosts get just as peeved when they're interrupted. Um, it says Jackie Day, who reopened the theater in 2001, attests to getting physically grabbed by a spirit while working late one night on a poster. Investigators prowling the basement have left with claw marks on their backs. Um, and in the projection booth, still dominated by a pair of hulking reel-to-reels, a foul-mouthed entity named Red has been known to hurl both obscenities and objects at women. No. <laughs> in quotes, or in little parentheses, got actors, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the spooks aren't all jerks. The theater's most notorious ghost is a young girl in a pink dress, often seen bouncing a ball on the stage. Huh. Um, this one is Father Hennepin Bluffs Park. Um, it says St. Anthony, Maine, along the Mississippi Riverfront, is old. Super old. It's the city's most elderly street. Um, it's limestone buildings bellied up against the cobblestone pavers since 1855. If the spirits aren't there, says Kurt Hansen, where are they? Hansen's a guide for the real ghost tours of St. Anthony, Maine, uh, Minnesota's only year-round ghost tour outfit. On Friday and Saturday nights, he escorts the curious along the Spirit River, a metaphysical subway line that tour organizers believe carries entities beneath the buildings on Maine. But ask mm. him nicely, and he'll give you a bonus spook, an investigation of the shadowy green spaces beneath the Hennepin and 3rd Avenue bridges. That's where the real action is. <laughs> uh. It says, a few years ago, he snapped some photos of the dark tunnel where a tail race enters a Pillsbury A. Mill, um... The images revealed hundreds of white bats, an orgy of spectral beings bursting from the tunnel in a murder of avian frenzy. Why so much death? <laughs> hmm. um, it says, um, Hansen notes that when the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers came to Minneapolis in the 1950s and 1960s to construct two sets of locks at the lower end of the falls, they um, destroyed the old spirit island, a body of land used as a burial ground by Native Americans. <laughs> Bad juju. There you go. <laughs> You don't fucking says, do that. I know. Like, no. <laughs> says, then, too, there have been hundreds of suicides off the Third Avenue Bridge. There were four last year. Every time they take a body out of the water, the shoreline lights up with EVP, um, electronic voice phenomenon, for two to three weeks. Wow. So, yeah. That's creepy. Okay. That's Minnesota for you. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> um. So, what was your Idjidur aspect moment? Okay. This actually happened, like... A couple days ago. Uh, well, actually, I think this was Monday morning. I remember because I was like, shit, I got to do my notes before we podcast because I got to <laughs> podcast them. So, um, and so like Killian was already at school. I came home, made my coffee. I'm sitting at my table. Um, Eric's asleep upstairs. Uh, my mom's already at work. So I'm sitting there frantically doing these notes. Um, behind me, like two or three feet behind me is like our bar, whatever that thing is called. And we have our Alexa, like, you know, smart, whatever that is yeah. speaker on top of that. So it's like just a couple feet behind me. Um, <clears throat> so I got my back to it 
and I'm doing these notes and I'm watching um, part of the episode on my phone to make sure that I have like, you know, just the chain of events right at this one point. So I'm watching it and um, I think it's Donna who said, not Donna, I think it's Jody. So it's the the part where they're in um, the sheriff, Sheriff Q's um, hotel room and Donna is like, what are all these bottles of sunblock doing on the bed here? And <laughs> Jody says like, I'll explain it to you later. Now she mm-hmm. kind of whispers it. She mm-hmm. whispers like the, she whispers that last word mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. And then there's sort of a silent moment in the mm-hmm. show. And from behind me comes a loud whisper from Alexa. And she says the word later in a whisper, like repeating, <laughs> repeating what Jody had just done. Mm-hmm. She said that word. And well, whispered it. I'll explain it like I'll, that sounds later. kind of like Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. So she whispers mm-hmm. later. And I like immediately like clench everything <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm having that thought like, dear God, am I hallucinating? There's <laughs> no one behind me. This is it. This is how I die. Completely clenched and like just, oh shit. Right. Yeah. And then Alexa continues saying like, if you want me to stay in whisper mode, go to my settings and blah, 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 blah. And then she starts playing a classic rock song (laughs) and at that point i just screamed alexa stop and then i didn't look at her i just got up and ran upstairs it was like eric (laughs) alexa's gonna kill me yeah she's gonna kill me (laughs) and then it was fine but i was like holy shit that was terrifying like oh okay see like i will never like i've lived in a house that had one of those like Google or Alexa or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Some sort of little like thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. There was one next to the bed at one point that would randomly while people were sleeping just wake up and start talking to you. Ew. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Can you say it again? Nobody said anything. Like, <laughs> or did they? People were asleep, you know, like, mm-hmm. what the heck? And like, yeah. one time it happened when I, I wasn't asleep, but there was nobody saying anything. There was no TV show on. There was no nothing. Like there, it was like silent for the most part, other than mm-hmm. like snoring happening. And like, just was like, oh, like, let me do something. Or, and I was just like, ah, you know, like. Yeah. Oh God, you know, like what is that? Yeah. Happening? I mean, so, yeah, she has oh sorry, keep going. Oh no, I was just gonna say, so like I will never nope. Yeah. Not gonna be I, in my house. I no mean, thanks. I still I still like it. I, I didn't make me like want to give it up because it's it's very handy in other instances, but there there are moments where like she just starts talking or playing music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but it usually is, you know, while someone is talking or the TV is on. So maybe she heard her name or whatever. So yeah. I understand, but this was just so like, I mean, it just sounded like someone was standing right behind me. Hello. <laughs> and whispering yeah. what they just fucking heard. Like even what did she think? Because, okay, sure. She thought she thought she heard her name. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. But like, you're gonna whisper repeat maybe if because jody was whispering maybe if you whisper at her she'll whisper back yeah i'm gonna have to try that just like whisper at her and see what happens yeah it was it was so fucking creepy oh god (laughs) this is not the first time she's creeped me out but this was like definitely the 
the most unsettling yeah <laughs> that has happened so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no thanks <laughs> okay yeah what was your Isidore moment <laughs> so mine I was asleep right as you do and like mm-hmm. I haven't let's just like back this up with saying I have not been sleeping well lately okay so like everything okay. wakes me up okay and like I'm asleep all of a sudden I hear this like like heavy breathing in my ear right and I'm like what in the heck and I like wake up and I turn and look and Travis's face is like six inches from mine and he's just staring at me right and I was like god I was like <laughs> I scream, like the horror movie scream like I I'm not even joking you when I tell you that like I screamed and then immediately started trying to cry because like yeah it was I... scary and then immediately went from like I, I was like <laughs> and then just like freaked out and went into like a panic attack oh no but like sorry I mean it wasn't like a full-fledged panic attack but I was definitely hyperventilating and like I honestly think I had a little mini heart attack because my chest hurt it was like on fire for like a while it took it like a long time for me to like first of all catch my breath and have it to where my chest wasn't like actively hurting and I was like that is really scary. Did I have my first heart attack just now? That's probably okay. the most scared I've been in like my life. You know, mm-hmm. like that yeah. was terrifying, you know? And like Travis is just like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, like, oh, what was he doing? Okay. So like he just kind of was like, uh, what's going on? And he's like trying to calm me down, but just like, dude, like, what's your deal? You know? And yeah. then like, kind of, he kind of went back to sleep and I'm still like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he went back to sleep when you were like distressed like that. Well, no, after a while of me, like mostly kind of being calm and like, he's like, okay, like whatever. But I mean, okay. he falls asleep in like three seconds. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So like the next day I was like, what the hell were you doing last yeah. night? He's like, well, I know you haven't been sleeping very well. So like, I didn't know if you were asleep or not. And I kind of wanted to cuddle, but I didn't know if I should, if you were asleep, because I didn't want to wake you up if you were asleep. And so I was like, so your option then was to heavy breathe into my face, like right there, just to like <laughs> see if I was asleep or not. And then wake me up and scare the absolute shit out of me. Like... <laughs> that was what you decided to do you know and I was like that is the most scared I've been in my whole life like I'm pretty sure I had a mini heart attack and he was very much like I'm sorry I'm sorry you know but like still what that you're gonna instead of just like maybe like poking me a little bit or like something you know all you have to do you don't have to get up in anyone's face just be like hey are you awake because if they are they'll hear you and say something and if not you're good or something like that and like don't god don't just heavy breathe into somebody's who's like (sighs) and it sounded like a horror film you know and I was like what's happening and then I like wake up and there's a face right fucking there (laughs) I was like "Ah!" that is really really upsetting I'm I'm sorry I'm pretty sure the neighbors like if they I'm sure they heard me there's no way but like 
I'm surprised that they didn't just like call the cops. Although they're probably used to me screaming because of spiders. So <laughs> there's that. But that was a different scream than a spider scream, let me tell you. Well, what. especially but... if it was like in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know? I don't know what time it was. Like yeah. two, three in the morning. I don't know. Like <laughs> Yeah, you think they oh, would. Yeah. 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 If I heard a scream like that in the middle of the night, I I would. Yeah. For sure. Because you just never know. I mean, maybe yeah. someone's watching a scary movie. Sure. But what if they're dying yeah. and you didn't call the police because you thought it was a scary movie? I mean, I mean to that's be just fair, not the right thing to do. One scream. It wasn't like it was like long yeah. and drawn out or like there wasn't like multiple screams happening. So like, right. eh, okay. You know, <laughs> but well, yeah. still, anyways, yeah. Know. So he yeah. scared the holy shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he, he was a bit of an ass, but for that one. I, I was expecting you to say, like, he didn't remember it in the morning or something. Like, maybe he was, you know, sleepwalking or whatever, whatever yeah. you'd call that. No, he mood. sleep talks, but yeah, he yeah. doesn't usually sleep, breathe at people. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going with it. Like, when you fully no. woke up, you realized he wasn't really awake. And, and especially when you said he just, like, laid back down and went to sleep. That's where I thought you were going. But no, he, man. Like, yeah, he, he definitely... He he was awake and like tried to calm me down and like I was just yeah he, I was kind of ignoring him because I was like don't touch me don't look at me oh my god oh my god you know yeah. and like he just kind of eventually gave up and went back to sleep but like yeah so that was fun that is uh wow that's upsetting I'm sorry that happened I yep. I don't I think I would probably react this exact same way yeah. so. <laughs> yeah you know like yes absolutely yeah pretty sure it seems like a very reasonable reaction so I've got my horror movie scream down though now, so there's that yeah I don't know if I've ever like genuinely done that scream in a moment of fear if that I have, was the I've... first for me I'm yeah. like ah, you know with spiders or whatever but not yeah. like full on you know like yeah I mean yeah sure I've screamed at like a sudden spider moment but yeah that's not quite the same not so, the same yeah. scream you know yeah yeah, yeah. I'm gonna so. have to think about that I don't I don't recall ever doing that really <laughs> You're I'm <lucky>. glad. <laughs> yeah I'm glad I'm glad that hasn't happened okay okay don't get any funny ideas when you come over <laughs> god no like listen <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I no I wouldn't do that to anybody <laughs> I wouldn't either yeah and also like how do you know that person's not going to wake up throwing a punch? You know, I know, like, right? He's lucky yeah. he didn't knock his block off. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Okay. Well, <laughs> I immediately just oh. like tucked my head in the covers and started crying. <laughs> <laughs> I went ah, and then like turtled myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not funny, but it's it funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's very I cute when you reenact it like it's that. Fine. Yeah, you reenacted that very cutely. So. <laughs> <coughs> oh, <Good>. okay. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at idgetsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgets and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idget and Aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Damn it. Fucking email us your stories, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're going to okay. piss off Lynn. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> you don't want that. Okay. Uh, and and uh, also, we love you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>